Anxiety Warriors, Healing from Anxiety in Children and Adults. My name is Christina Reitzman, and I'm a wife, mom to three beautiful girls, previous speech therapist assistant for 12 years, and I'm a current public school teacher for the last five years. I'm a passionate mental health advocate, and I've been an anxiety warrior and survivor since childhood. Get ready to be inspired share and learn tips and strategies to heal from anxiety and understand how to help your children and even how to help others that suffer from anxiety. You're not alone, friend. Okay, so today's episode is going to be on tips and strategies for anxiety in adults and children. So a crazy thing happened yesterday. I ended up having some anxiety and it really was my own fault. One of my triggers is when I am too sedentary, I will have anxiety. One of my downfalls, I have to be moving or not just sitting all day long. Well, I had to sit for a lot of the day yesterday because I was doing a training course for the next corporation I'm going to be working for, for their reading program. I could have been up and moving around while I was listening to it, but I'm a very visual learner, so I was watching it. In order to do that, I was sitting down. I could have been walking around and watching it, but you know. I am very clumsy, and knowing me, I probably would have fallen down while trying to look at my phone. I can't can't walk and look at my phone at the same time. I was sitting half the day, and by 8 o'clock at night... I started feeling what I feel when I get ready to have an anxiety attack or just some anxiety in general. I started feeling like a heaviness in my chest, shortness of breath, like I couldn't get a deep enough breath in even though I was. I felt like my heart was racing or pounding and I would feel it and it was fine. It was actually beating slowly, which was good. And it was not pounding. So that told me it was my anxiety. Because I've been practicing deep breathing and like the things that prevent my anxiety, I practice them when I'm not anxious so that I know exactly what to do when I am anxious. And that's, that is key. And that, that is something I learned in therapy. I told my husband, I said, we need to go on a walk. I need to get outside, need to get some fresh air. I need to move. So we were walking outside. I was, we were walking two of our dogs and he heard me doing my deep breathing and he asked if I was okay, if I was having anxiety. I said, yes, I'm, I'm fine, but I just need to do this so I can get a good deep breath in while I'm walking. So I was practicing my box breathing, which is taking a deep breath in and then holding it for three or four seconds and then slowly letting it out, almost like a whisper breath, like where you can hear it, it helps a lot. So we walked about, I don't know, a mile and my anxiety got better. And within a half hour after I got home, I would say it completely left, but I had to do more breathing and kind of some meditation to help it go away. And then I was fine and I learned my lesson Christina, you need to be more active and not so sedentary. Otherwise, you're going to have anxiety. 
So that was my story from yesterday, but it kind of goes with today's episode. So some different things that you can do if you struggle from anxiety or if you know someone that struggles with anxiety, whether it's a family member, friend, child, or I've actually, and my parents have too, my mom has come across somebody on the street having a panic attack and it's helpful to know what to do if you can help them. And thankfully I knew what to do when I saw someone having a panic attack as well because they didn't know what to do. They needed help guiding them outside to get some air. Some different things that you can do or those around you that need help. Okay, one thing you can do is to, to seek help if it's really bad. Even if it's not really bad, honestly, you should seek help. You should go and start seeing a therapist because I did. There's nothing wrong with it. It's actually very helpful. They are going to give you the strategies you need and also dig deep into finding out where this anxiety is coming from. And they're going to help you um, discover ways that you can help your anxiety. So I've learned a lot from therapy. I didn't need to go anymore. Honestly, I could probably still benefit from it. But when we discovered where it was coming from and what I could do to prevent it, I really just didn't need to go anymore. Now, if it gets really bad again, I can start going again. But... I know exactly what I need to do. So that helped me a lot. And also the medication I'm on, there's nothing wrong with being on medication for depression, anxiety, OCD. If if you need to be on a medication to help you become the best version of you, then do it. There's nothing wrong with that. If I wasn't on the medication I'm on, I would not be the best version of me that I can be for me for my family, for my friends, for for my students. I need it in order to balance my brain chemistry to help me stay calm. Anxiety is all neurological and triggers from, you know, like intergenerational trauma, things that happen to you, PTSD. It could be all of those things or one. But for me, it is a mixture of things that happened as when I was a child on top of it being hereditary and neurological, just a brain chemistry imbalance or hormonal imbalance. For me, being on this medication helps me be me again. And the medication I'm on is Buspirone or Buspar, as well as Xanax extended release. And I always joke like I need to be on Xanax daily because I have to take it every morning. But for a lot of people, when they take Xanax, it completely knocks them out. It makes me feel normal. (laughs) So being on Xanax first thing in the morning, extended release where it just slowly releases throughout the day, that is what I need in order to be the best version of me that I can be so that my cup is full and I can pour out to others and be there for my family. The next thing I would suggest is to go to the doctor. Obviously you need to go to the doctor in order to get medication if you need medication. If you don't need medication, more power to you, but don't feel like you are a failure for having to take medication. But I would also see if you're having GI issues, and we'll talk about this in another episode, but GI issues, your gut, 
is directly connected to that part of your brain where anxiety comes from. So when you have anxiety, your GI issues act up. When you have GI issues, a lot of times your anxiety will act up. So it is good to see a GI doctor if you're having those issues because it may be your GI issues that are causing the anxiety. I don't know. Could be. Or just making them worse. I would also get your thyroid checked because thyroid issues can have symptoms of anxiety. So I get my thyroid checked at least once a year just to make sure my anxiety is not stemming from my thyroid or my thyroid's not just, you know, making my anxiety worse. Some other things that you can do to help your anxiety are going to a chiropractor. Funny, it's a lot of people don't believe in going to a chiropractor. I'm still trying to make my husband go to the chiropractor. I need to go to the chiropractor. I haven't been in years and I know it's going to help my anxiety and my headaches and just overall feeling good. They can adjust you in ways that will help your anxiety, seriously. I even went in Texas once for having fluid in my ears and they adjusted my ear and I could hear within a couple hours. I used to go for migraines and my migraines stopped and I didn't need to take migraine medication anymore. So there are things that they can do to help alleviate some of the anxiety, that tension, that stress. Also, you can go get a massage. Massages would help a lot, as well as things you can do at home like meditation and prayer and deep breathing exercises, like what I talked about earlier, where you inhale for like three to four seconds, hold your breath, and then slowly let it out almost in a whisper where you can hear your exhale. Another thing that I do is I listen to calming music sometimes. If I have already taken a walk and my anxiety is still here and I feel like I need, you need to listen to your body, see what you need. But sometimes I need to go and lay down in bed in a quiet room where I can practice my deep breathing. And um, I try to pray during my anxiety. But when my anxiety is so high, I can't even think straight. My next go-to is listening to music. And so I actually have a playlist for anxiety set up already where I just have to press play or I just have to put the album on. There are specific songs or music that I listen to and it helps so much. I listen to sleep sounds on Apple Music, but when it's really bad, I listen to my Christian music, specifically Hillsong of Dirt and Grace album. It's very calming, and it has wonderful tracks on there that help so much. There's a song on there called Prince of Peace, and it helps so much, the lyrics. My other go-to album is called Paradoxology and it's by Elevation Worship. But you don't have to pick a specific album. You can pick specific songs that you like to listen to that calm you down. My husband, for example, he does not like to listen to calming music. He listens to really loud, like screaming music when he's feeling anxious. I think that would make me have anxiety. It does. Like when he's playing it, 
I make him put his headphones on because it's too much for me. I can't handle it. It actually brings me anxiety, but it calms him down, which is really funny. One of the next things that's super important to me to help my anxiety is exercise and yoga, which yoga is a type of exercise, but I try to work out four or five days a week for about a half hour, like 20 to 30 minutes. And then I also walk outside with my husband almost every day after he gets off work. So when I exercise, I do like a day of cardio. I, I focus on arms one day. I focus on glutes and legs one day. I have an active rest day where I will do yoga one or two days a week. And I am not really a fan of cardio day. Practicing your breathing, your box breathing, your inhale through your nose, out through your mouth. That is why it also helps so much with your anxiety. Because I get out of breath and I feel like my heart is racing and so that can bring anxiety. However, it, it really doesn't when I'm doing cardio, it actually feels great. But I think it, it's just a fear for me, for my heart to race because I'm afraid it's gonna bring anxiety, but it actually doesn't. But I do it anyway, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is like that, but I don't like when my heart races too fast and I feel like I can't ever keep up with the instructor with cardio day. I don't know why, but I've learned to not care if I need to modify and that I showed up and that's a win. These are the type of yoga poses. If you would like to know, you can write them down. Then you can look them up. I'm not going to describe how to do each pose, but you can easily Google it. These are 13 different poses in yoga that help with stress and anxiety. And I find that these are my favorite ones. Um, if you do yoga and something feels really good in a pose, I feel personally that your body is craving that, that your body needs that pose in order to feel better. And what's funny is that all 13 of these poses address stress and anxiety. And I feel best when I'm doing these 13 poses. They feel amazing. So the first one is just deep breath sitting. And when you exhale, it's like a whisper breath. So when you're exhaling, you're breathing out loud. The second pose is called a bound angle pose. The third pose is called an abdominal curl. The fourth pose is a bridge, and I'm not talking about a back bend, like when you see kids doing gymnastics. So don't feel like you have to do everything like an expert if you wanna do yoga please modify so that you don't hurt yourself. There are modified stretches and positions. The fifth yoga pose is called a reclined spinal twist. The sixth yoga pose is called the downward facing dog, and we probably all know what this is. I love that pose, and I also love walking my feet. It's called walking the dog, so when you're in downward dog, you can also pedal your feet a little bit on the ground and it stretches so nicely. The next yoga pose is called the back release pose. The ninth pose is called 
the standing forward bend. The next pose is called the cat-cow pose. Now this is actually two different poses. So there's the cat and then you move into the cow. The next pose is called the child's pose. I'm pretty sure this is my absolute favorite pose. And I'll actually do this pose if I'm having anxiety. Like I might be in bed doing the child's pose. And I have done this and fallen asleep in this pose. And it helped my anxiety so much. The last pose is the savasana or the corpse pose and literally you're just laying on your back and you're practicing your breathing. So with that said, with exercise and yoga, the next thing I want to talk about is um, how I mentioned I go for a walk with my husband. Getting sun helps a lot and also walking like outside, just getting some fresh air mixed with a little bit of movement and exercise and sun. It is so good for you. Even if you have like not just anxiety, but if you have depression as well, if you're just, if you've been sedentary too long during the day and you've been inside, go outside, get some sun, get some fresh air, get some movement. You will feel so much better. One of the first things that I started doing when I started realizing I had anxiety in my 30s was I realized that buying peppermints and just sucking on one um, when I had anxiety or I love essential oils. There are some different essential oils that are my go-to and I carry them with me all the time. I carry peppermints with me all the time in my purse like a grandmother <laughs> and my husband and some of my friends make fun of me. They always know that I have peppermints in my purse and it just helps. I have them in my classroom for myself for students. If you've noticed, a lot of students will want a peppermint when they take a test and it helps them focus. It's the same thing with anxiety. It can help you focus on what you need to. It can calm your stomach. Remember how I said anxiety can affect your GI issues as well. So it helps calm that. Some different essential oils that I use from, I use doTERRA oils, but my go-to essential oils are peppermint, not just for my stomach, but also for anxiety. You can actually ingest this, so I'll put some on the roof of my mouth. I'll rub some on the back of my neck, on my forehead. I also use Digest Zen and put a drop in about four ounces of water, and that will help calm your stomach down, or you can rub it on your stomach. I also use wild orange oil and lemon, those oils I smell or I rub on my stomach. And that helps a lot with nausea. But those are my go-to oils for anxiety. I also use some different calming oils like Serenity and Balance. I mix those and put them in my diffuser. Those are very calming and balancing. And as well as lavender, if I mix lavender and wild orange in my diffuser, that helps a lot as well. So essential oils for me, my husband calls them voodoo, <laughs> even though he'll ask for them when he's got a bad headache and it helps. So essential oils help me so much with my GI issues, with headaches, with um, just nausea, with anxiety. I even put them in my diffuser when I'm doing yoga. There's some different ones specifically for when you're doing yoga and they, they just smell so good. One of the biggest things that is so important when you have depression or anxiety, you need a good support system. 
you really need to have someone you can talk to that you trust, whether it's a therapist, a friend, a family member. Having all of those things is amazing. Thankfully, I have an understanding family. My husband is amazing and understands what I'm going through. When he's had bouts of anxiety before, he understands that. And, and it's, it's awful. It can be pretty debilitating for me. But it is so important to have a good support system so that you feel loved and safe, especially that you feel safe enough to talk to someone about your anxiety or to let someone know, hey, I'm having some anxiety. I need to go or I need to go do this and also have someone ask you, how can I help you? Something else that really works for me is when I find books that help me understand my anxiety and also help me through it. There's some different books, I mean, that you can look up. I have a couple different books that I really love that I'm actually reading right now about finding joy and happiness and just not letting my anxieties take over that part of my life and then journaling helps me so much whether it's just journaling about the book that I read like the chapter that I read or if it's journaling about the journey that I'm currently on about my feelings what I'm feeling each morning and un it helps me understand what I'm feeling in the moment and then after I write it down, I think about how can I make this better? And then I focus on that during the day. Another thing that really helps is finding a quiet, safe place in your home. For me, that is my bedroom. And I just, if I'm having anxiety where I need to just be left alone to get through it, I will close myself off in my bedroom for a little bit and just turn off the lights, turn on some music. Having a quiet, safe spot in your home is so important if you need to just fly to your room for a little bit to have some quiet alone time or even if you're not having anxiety and you just need that quiet safe place to rest and think it helps so much to be able to relax now hear me out do not feel bad if you are a parent do not feel bad for having to take some you time. You need that. You need you time in order to fill other people's cups. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Maybe you can. I cannot. So if having a quiet, safe place in your home, some me time, if that is what it takes for you to fill yourself back up so that you can pour out to others, you need to do that, especially for your family you will be a better version of you and they will love you for it. Another thing I want to talk about is things to always take with you. I sometimes have a fear of having anxiety out in public, but when I know I have things with me that calm me down in my purse, it actually keeps me pretty calm. So like I said before, like I'll have peppermints in my purse, I'll have my go-to essential oils in my purse. Imagine like you're a little child and you want to take your blankie everywhere with you. These are my things that keep me calm that I know I can go to if I don't feel safe or if I have anxiety. I'll bring water with me or some drink that I know like ginger ale is amazing for me. <laughs> Ginger ale is like, it calms my stomach down. So I'll have water, I'll have ginger ale, I'll have 
peppermints, I'll have essential oils. Those are my go-to things that I carry with me that I know it's kind of like having a comfort, like a, a blanket. Another thing I want to talk about is making a list of healthy things that bring you joy. Keyword healthy. And some things that I jot down or I have jotted down in the past is maybe taking like a nice bath, having some me time, a bubble bath, my diffuser brings me joy, or a special food or drink that brings you joy, a place you love to go. I love being outside. I love going fishing. I love going kayaking. Things, calming things outside bring me joy. Being with my kids, bring, spending time with my husband, it's so important to write a list of things that bring you joy so when you are down, if you're anxious, you can actually look at that list and think about those things to bring you back to the things that do bring you joy. Also hobbies that bring you joy. My favorite hobbies that bring me joy are gardening, canning. They're just so calming and exercise. That is a hobby for me. Yeah, so having my garden really brings me joy. It's actually very therapeutic. I love baking as well, making cakes, even though I really just don't have time to do it anymore. Um, but when I bake a cake and decorate it, it's also very therapeutic. Just like drawing is very therapeutic and coloring. If you've seen those adult coloring books, they're very calming. Another thing that's so important is knowing your love language and making sure your significant other knows your love language and knowing theirs as well. And we'll talk more on love languages on another episode, but there are five love languages. Mine is words of affirmation at work. And at home, my love language is acts of service. So when I'm home, I feel most loved when my spouse and my family does things for me without me having to ask, like cleaning their room, help me with laundry and I prefer to get gifts that are homemade like for my kids especially when they you know when they were little when they would make me something or draw me something and then when I'm at work I think it's important to know your love language at home and at work <laughs> so my love language at work is words of affirmation so I feel like I am more respected and that people care. It just makes me feel like I matter in this world and I matter at work. There's also love languages for your self-love. So my love language for self-love is physical touch. It's like pampering yourself. For example, another love language is basically buying yourself something. And I love shopping. That is actually a love language for yourself, for self-love. But what I love more is pampering myself. So that is my love language. It's almost a tie. I, I feel like going shopping for me is retail therapy, but it's also a love language. It really is a self-love language. But it's so important to do self-care. Take time for yourself. Go relax have some quiet time. My quiet time, my favorite time is the early morning when 
everyone else is asleep. My kids are still asleep. My husband is asleep. Y'all, it's 9.30 and I am the only one awake in this house. It's amazing. I've been up since like 7.30. So I've had two hours to myself already today, other than my dogs. And that's how I want to lead into having pets. I'm actually allergic to dogs, but I have three of them. So I have two Morkies and I have a Yorkie. And my Yorkie is the first dog that we got. And I swear he knows when I'm having anxiety. He is right there and he cuddles up to me and lets me pet him. He is, I mean, he is my emotional support animal and I am his emotional support human. If you've ever heard of that, it's so funny, but he's an anxious wreck when I'm gone. And we just recently adopted a senior Morky. He is almost 10 years old now, and he is the sweetest thing. And then we just got an eight week old Morky female. So we have two males and one female, and they are all three wonderful, but these pets, help my anxiety so much. So you may be a dog person, you might be a cat person, you may not be an animal person at all, but hear me out. I am a dog person, I was a cat person, I am now a dog person. These pets are amazing and they are so loving and they really calm me down. They really do. When they show me love and be with me when I'm anxious, it's amazing how it calms you down. The next thing I want to talk about is nutrition. Now, I love sugar. It's so bad for you, but I love sugar and I can't help it. I have been a sugarholic since I was a child, but man, it really is not good for you. There's nothing wrong with a cheat meal. since I started exercising more consistently. About a year and a half ago, I started working out more consistently and I've actually gained weight. But before I started working out more consistently, I was super skinny and I felt very weak and I had a lot of GI issues. I did not feel good. So I may have been skinny on the outside, but I was very weak and I did not feel well. But now, I mean, I still have anxiety. I probably always will. And I'm okay with that because I know that I have the tools that I need to get through it. And I feel so much better now that I've been exercising and I feel stronger. I actually feel better than I did when I was in my early 20s and I am almost 41. So hear me out. So nutrition is super important as well when you're exercising, whether you're trying to lose weight, just feel better physically, mentally, the nutrition side of it will help you so much because there's so many foods that I am sensitive to that I actually can't eat anymore. Like when I do eat them, I just have to take a Pepsid with it. Otherwise I'm going to be a wreck. Um, for me, it is anything with tomatoes and I love tomatoes anything with onions, garlic, bread. So anything gluten-free is actually, it actually makes me feel so much better. Those are my main things that bother me the most. And when they bother my stomach, remember when I said your anxiety, it is hooked directly to your GI tract. So when I have 
stomach aches or nausea or bloating, it actually immediately starts making me anxious. So when I feel anxious, if I eat more healthy foods, I feel so much better mentally and physically. So consider that when you want to get healthy, when you want to get physically or mentally healthy with your anxiety, consider nutrition. Your stress is held in your gut. When I feel bloated, I've had anxiety that day or that week, or I've had a lot of stress that week. So when you stress eat, or if you are stressed out or anxious, it is held in your gut. The last couple things I wanna talk about real quick are the importance of having boundaries. It is so important to have boundaries, and that is what I'm gonna be speaking about on my next episode. It's important to have boundaries not only with coworkers, but with friends, with yourself, with your family, and family is the hardest because when you don't have boundaries or you let things go with your family just because they are family, it is not always good for you. And a lot of my anxiety stems from my childhood and not having certain boundaries in place. The last thing I want to say is to always speak love and life into other people and to yourself. To not put yourself down. So remember, speak love and life into yourself, into others, and they will reciprocate that. And remember to take out toxicity in your life. Whether that's in toxic people, toxic things. I have blocked deleted, muted different people in my life in the last couple years and it has helped me grow so much. All right, that is it for me today. You guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.